Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. You know, if uh, if I were an Eagle fan and perished the thought, but if I were, that's the play that would that would stick. That's the one that would stick with me. And by the way, we're still we're underselling some of the things that the Chiefs did in the first half. Uh, the Eagles did a great job with their game plan of keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field. We forget that the Chiefs missed a field goal. Um, they and a, a very not long makeable one, uh, which absolutely would have changed the dynamic. Would have made it a one score game. But yeah. With the time of possession for the Eagles in that first half, they could have, should have been up by even more. But Jalen Hurts, who didn't even get touched, dropped the football and then kicked it. It was a little Josh Johnson-esque, if you will, that fumble for Jalen Hurts in the first half. And, yeah, yeah that one kept the Chiefs in the game, and they got burned because that of it. That was the huge play, I think. And uh, Bonte was right earlier when he pointed out third and one, they're in rugby formation, which you know they're going to get the first down. And they fall start. So now it's third and six, and Sirianni calls a, a little bit of a Jalen Hurts run action. And before he's even able to start the run action, he straight coughs it up. And that was not a hit. That jarred it loose. And, you know, like the Brock Purdy fumble. You can excuse the Brock Purdy fumble because he got lit up trying to throw the football. And that's one of those plays where, okay, the quarterback got hit. The tight end, Tyler Croft, got beat. QB gets hit. Ball comes out. Yes, you would have loved for him to tuck it or throw it earlier. He didn't. That's excusable. Jalen Hurts to just straight cough it like that. A cough six. The other way, that was the game-changing moment. Well, who was the guy that returned? Is his name Bolden? Who, who, who's yeah, the cat that returned yeah. it for a touchdown? He would have had two uh, two scores in the game. Yep, and he would have been the Larry Brown MVP of uh, the Super Bowl, which is really just Johnny on the spot. Like, as you said, Jalen Hurts didn't even get touched. Now, Miles Sanders, the hit that, that was a fumble six, and then they overturned it and said he never had full possession, which that's fair. That one was a tough call. Easy call. It's a bang-bang play, and, and you know, you were making the point yesterday uh, with uh, it being in slow motion. Right, it looks right. like more of a catch and a move than it was. I thought they probably got the right call, but it's tough. Those are those are hard when you're replaying them and looking at them in slow sure, motion. Sure. His feet were both on the ground. He saw of moves that's like it's right almost if, right. If another split second that one would have stood but then you watch it in in fast motion in real time and it's like yeah he had barely turned his head exactly. he had barely even turned his but head in but slow mo it's like oh my god there's two feet yeah and there's a football move and it's like well not really not really yeah. um bob myers in 55 minutes is going to speak
speak, we'll carry it live on the Gary Payton II slash James Wiseman situation. Wow. If you went into a Super Bowl party haze and you did not get the news late yesterday, the Warriors are sticking with the deal. Uh, there's no extra compensation that we know about. No punishment toward the Blazers yet that we know about. But James Wiseman will remain uh, a member of the Detroit Pistons franchise. And GP2 is part of the Warriors for this season and two more after that. And will he play this year or not? We don't know. He's not ready to play right now. He will not play against Washington tonight, uh, for example. So much more on that coming up throughout the hour. Jonathan in San Francisco with us here on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Jonathan, what are you doing? Uh, just enjoying my bed that day after day and listening to you guys. Good for you. Um, I just want to say, man, that Chris Stapleton, National Anthem Rendition, way better than the Halftime Show. Man, that guy did it, bro. I, you know, I, I want to start crying like Sirianni, and I want to grab my flag. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, man, we should... I feel like after him singing the National Anthem, I wanted to go to war, bro. We, we, where are we going after? Aliens? What? Giants? Let's go. I mean, he, he did it. This number one in my book. Um, the National Anthem Rendition. I love his voice. He's, he's great. I thought Rihanna was great too, though. Like I'm, a, I'm gonna give. You know what I mean? Like I, there, there are too many people on the Rihanna thing. And look, you like what you like. I'm not telling you what to like, but it seems like people wanted to see more action. And I'm like, mm, but she's pregnant. Like, what do you like? It's right, incredible right. what she did, pregnant, and I think pretty pregnant. Um, I don't think she's... How pregnant, Mark? Have how, you seen... How pregnant is she? Have you seen she? the ultrasound? Well... She's not third trimester. Would you like me to drip, drip, drip again? Please. Do you know her OBGYN? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Ephraim's wife. Okay. Ephraim Salam. Drop it. Fox Sports Radio, Sunday whoop. nights. Oh, boy. Ephraim's wife used to dance for Rihanna. So they know Rihanna. Right. So he was the one who confirmed me. He's like, yeah, she's pregnant, and he had the months... Yeah, she's not third, but she's not first. Right. It's, she's, she's along. Okay. She's a little ways. So, Great. like, amazing. You performed the Super Bowl halftime show on platforms with a baby in your belly. You stood there. Stop. With a red jacket on. Stop. It's, stop. Again, no, I will not stop. Come on, man. This is not pregnancy shaming. This is a guy who's looking to be entertained in the single biggest halftime show that we have in the calendar year. You were singing along. Her songs are amazing. Yes. And I told you that she could have gone 10 more songs and I would have known them all. I love the catalog. It felt to me like a Spotify karaoke. <laughs> it, it, it There wasn't much to it. So if I am a pregnant performer, and I probably never will be, but if I'm in that spot and I have all these songs that are collabos, Mark... Why not bring out the collaborative artist to dress it up a little bit? I mean, you got Eminem, you got Jay Z, you've got DJ Khaled. Jay Z was there. So many artists. Jay Z was there, but Jay Z won't perform because of the Rihanna Beyonce exactly. feud. You got, so you got beef. Patrick Mahomes played on a bad ankle. And if Patrick Mahomes loses that game on a bad ankle, we're not saying, oh, well, he, he gutted it out on a bad ankle. It was a bad take. It's a results game. <laughs> it's a great take. Patrick Mahomes' ankle and Rihanna's baby somehow just got just got compared in terms Second of trimester. performance. 
I would I would argue Patrick Mahomes oh. endured more than Rihanna did what, standing what does, on, a, on an elevated platform. What does it feel like to be in the second trimester, Dibs? I'll let you know, Mark. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been through with two different women. Uh, yeah, exactly. Anyway, whatever on, on, on all of that. Um, it but, was halftime show. Was a snooze fest. Okay. It's, yeah, great. I didn't, I, you know, I, didn't I mean, find it that would be. I was at a party with you. Yes. And there was a grand total of zero people who were like losing their mind over her performance. Well, I, I don't know. I've never lost my mind at a halftime show. Like, have you right. ever fallen out of your seat oh and you're just in God, a fetal yes. position? Like, I can't even deal with how when great Prince this is. When Prince performed at halftime, I good. was in the corner yeah. trembling. I was so overwhelmed. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it's the halftime show. Like, I'm, yeah, Kyle, what do you what do you got? Sorry, I thought the I thought I heard the phone ringing there for a minute. Oh, oh, late. oh, wow, there it is. Oh, I'll bit. get it. Yeah, hang on. This is okay. an old bit, Mark. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, I know it. I know it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, you were all over the stadium. We, yeah, yeah, no, on the roof. Yeah, I was crazy. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll let him know. Thanks. Oh, here's Michael Jackson talking about his halftime performance. Also pregnant, by the Do way. You know what? I don't even. Mm -hmm. I don't even. Thank when you. I think back to the great performances of Michael Jackson's career, that one doesn't even pop to my mind. At the is it the is it at the Rose Bowl? Was it at the American Music Awards that he did the moonwalk for the first time and people literally fell over? I mean that. <laughs> It became the thing. Everybody trying to do it. It was crazy. I don't. Yeah. What year did Michael Jackson do Super Bowl it's halftime? Like it's like 114 years ago. Wow. Like, how old were we? How how old were you? How are you bringing this up? You were three. Yeah, it's 93. Super Bowl 27. What year were you born? 90. You were. This is Jan I just threw that number out there. Yeah, you know, you know, the you as three. I said, stop I telling me. Stop telling me that you were great. You I loved think the that. Phones you again. Hang on. <laughs> well, I, normally the phone rings three. and then you. Then you yeah, I know that's. Now yeah, you want to get yeah, that, or yeah, you want me to? No, I'll get it. Okay, yeah, you get hello. It. Yeah. Hi, YouTube. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, no, Mark. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so now I'm supposed to be inspired by a show that I'm not even going to watch live. I'm going to watch a recording mm -hmm. of it. Why don't I actually just go back and watch the Super Bowl itself and have a take for you on that one, too, tomorrow? Niners Bengals, 1990. Stand by tomorrow, 10, 11 in the morning. I'll give you my reaction. Mark's take on the Ice Bowl coming up. Ugh, but, first, but first. I think Broncos Niners Thank is 90. But yeah, exactly. Whatever. It's, it was a good effort. 1990, you know. Was it the 1989 season? I was not born yet. 1990 Super Bowl? No, mm -hmm. maybe. 88, 88, 88. I don't know. They won go. every That's year famous. back then. I can't remember which year is which. Okay. Give me a break. Give me a break with this. Do you have any depression today? Post-football depression? Like, that's it. We're no, done. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. It sets in pretty soon. As soon as you start to trumpet your pitchers and catchers garbage and you start... Trumpeting oh, Kyle pitchers Harrison's, and... Kyle Harrison's two-seamer. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really popping the glove. And it, Joey Bart, it, I think he's really solved the hole in his swing. He's, that's when it sets in. Kyle Harrison honest. does have an invite to spring training, so I want you to be yeah. ready for that. It could take the whole thing over. Um, but no, I I am still very I'm basking much basking in the glow of what was a terrific Super Bowl. Competitive, uh, great teams, great quarterbacks, big plays, back and forth. It was captivating till the end of it. I'm not quite ready to settle into that depression mode. I do think it ends, the season ends in what feels like a little bit more of a comfortable spot for the 49ers than it did a couple of weeks ago. I know for a few of you, uh, or maybe a lot of you, and Bonte and Joe, you are on this list, yesterday was therapy.
Yesterday was very, very cathartic for 49er fans because you did not want to see Eagles fans celebrating. Uh, the world is only somewhat remembers who lost the Super Bowl. Like, we always say that. Oh, no one remembers who lost. Actually, in Super Bowls, you kind of do. Like, if no, it's not like, oh, yeah, the Rams won last year, and I can't even remember who they played. Sure you do. You, you, you remember who lost the Super Bowl. So people will remember that the Eagles got there, and Jalen Hurts got to a Super Bowl, the same way Jimmy Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl. Um, but cathartic in that what felt like an easy, lucky road for the Eagles did not end up with a payoff of a championship. And so that was cathartic. And then it also leaves the NFC in the position that we've been talking about, which is incredibly gettable. This is incredibly gettable. But that's why February 22nd, in nine days, a week from Wednesday, we have step one in what is a very, very important road in terms of the 49ers competing for this thing next year the way that you want them to. They got to go into that elbow, and it's got to look like they have to find what they think they're going to find. And if they do, then I actually reject what, what you know Joe and Bonte said earlier today about August feeling aggressive for Brock Purdy. I think he's thrown in three months. Exactly. I think he's ready for, and by the way, you don't need to be ready in August for week one. Week one is in September, and it's halfway through September. Yes. If everything goes well next Wednesday, no reason to think Brock Purdy can't be ready to go week one. And if he is, there's no reason to think that the 49ers aren't on an incredibly short list to go to the Super Bowl again next year. Even if he's not ready until week three or week five, let's just play that game in terms of the 49ers. And what did we see this year? They were three and four this year, and you had already lost your starter, Trey Lance, and you were on to your retread, Jimmy Garoppolo, still a Niner, by the way, technically, until uh, the league year starts in March. We never know how this thing's going to go. You got one more month of the what if Jimmy G topic, which we won't entertain here too much, but the mere fact is he does not play for any other team right now but what do we know about this year mark you were three and four and then you lost your qb2 and you went to qb3 who went on a run so even if brock purdy's not ready until let's say october 1st let's say he has surgery tomorrow and it goes well and it's a six-month timeline and he gets three months in and we get to june 1st which would be about six, uh, three months. We get to June 1st, and you know what? Brock's not really ready to throw yet, and he's not ready to throw until late June, and then he's not ready to play real football until early September, and he doesn't come back until October 1st, and the Niners start out 1-2, and two, or, God forbid, 1-3. and three. The season is not over for the 49ers. So. Three and four this year. Exactly. Three and five the year before that. Thank you. Yep, so yep, even yep. in terms of worst case scenario, well, worst case for Brock is Tommy John, you're out for nine to 12 months and it's see you next year. That's worst case scenario. Then the Niners would have to do something else in terms of a QB1 or a QB2, depending on how they feel about Trey Lance. I want to continue with this conversation uh, for, for sure, but, but can we take a quick pause to take a right turn on something about the 49er quarterback position that I see a lot? I don't want to overreact to, for example, YouTube chats and stuff like this, but I, sure. I, I, I'm not going to take this personal. I'm going to take this more for a view from 10,000 feet with the 49er quarterback position. Can we, there's something that has to stop. It's got to stop right now. And I mean it. Like, 
erase this. If you like Brock Purdy, it does not mean you hate Trey Lance. There's exactly. Two, and let me take this a step further. Those of us talking about Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback next year are not doing that as an opinion. You might consider for yourself, if you're one of the people who are like, oh, you're just, you're just dismissing Trey Lance. You must hate Trey Lance. If you're one of those people, here's what you're dismissing. You're dismissing the fact that we talk to people within the organization. Okay? This isn't an opinion. The 49er quarterback is Brock Purdy. Want to know who said that? The 49ers. That's who said that. And they've said it in multiple ways, in multiple actions, in multiple reports. The 49ers believe they've got their guy. They might be wrong. He might need reconstructive surgery. This could go a thousand ways from here to then. But today is February 13th, 2023, and the 49ers organization believes their starting quarterback without debate is Brock Purdy. That says nothing about anyone's opinion about a young kid who's barely played football. Exactly. It's their opinion. I just need to get that off on, my chest. No, it's good. And I think you're right in terms of our feelings about Brock Purdy have nothing to do with our feelings about Trey Lance. And ultimately, it's the team's feelings that matter. Our feelings don't matter at all. And they feel like Brock Purdy is their starter. Now, we'll see how the surgery goes in nine days. And if the surgery goes badly, if he needs more work than we thought that he might need, and he's out for nine to 12 months, then the team, when they when the word comes out that he had Tommy John surgery, if that's the way that it goes, the team will then say, Trey Lance is our starting quarterback, by the way, until he's not. Right. And if Brock Purdy is out for nine to 12 months, the team will bring in another quarterback. And that quarterback they bring in will tell you exactly how they feel about Trey Lance in terms of whether or not they believe that Trey Lance could be their starter for weeks one through 18. If they bring in, you know, a Nate Sudfeld type of guy, Easton Stick, or just another camp guy, then they believe that Trey Lance can be QB1. If they bring in a Matt Ryan or, God forbid, they trade for an Aaron Rodgers or something like that, <laughs> they're telling you all you need to know about how they feel about Trey Lance. Didn't Easton Stick go to North Dakota State he also? Did. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good knowledge. Um, by the way, here's why this is important. The 49ers, I, and, and Kyle brought this up. This is really interesting to me. The 49ers cannot, in my opinion, any longer be this team that tries to beat you 23-20. to 20. I think they're done with that. That's why they're done with Jimmy. I think as a fan, I'm done with that. Now, I have no idea which quarterback, uh, you know, based on injuries and all that. I don't know who's doing what. Is it is it door number one? Is it door number two or door number three? Here's what I know. You have got to be an elite offense to win the Super Bowl. Listen to this stat, okay? I saw this, yeah. Right? The last seven Super Bowl champions, this is where they ranked offensively in points per game oh. for the season, okay? In 2016, the Patriots won. They were number two. The following year, the Eagles won. They were number three. Then it was the Patriots again. They were number four. When the Chiefs beat the Niners... In 2019, they were number five. When the Bucks beat the Chiefs the following year, 
Number three ranked points per game offense. Last year, the Rams, number seven. And this year, the Chiefs, number one. Points per game. Seven consecutive Super Bowls, a top seven scoring offense, and in fact, only once was it outside of the top five. So, defense wins championships. My rear end. You have to be an elite offense. You have got to be scoring 30 points a game. Now, they did that when Brock was there. Niners this year, sixth in the NFL. Right. All year, they were number six. When they had Brock, they were closer to number one. There you go. So, there you have it. And so, therefore, where were they prior to Brock? Jimmy. Jimmy. They were scoring north of 30 a game with Brock Purdy. That's what you're going to need. I don't care who it is, but that's what the 49ers, they are asking too much of their defense. Their defense is very good, but they are. this team still, to this moment, is asking too much of the defense. Right, we got to right. a point with Brock Purdy where they weren't, and then he got hurt, and then they really, really were. So, to me, that's a big takeaway from what's going on in the NFL. No doubt. It's like the NBA. And I'm going to go down points per game in order of ranking, and you tell me if that team was a playoff or no. Okay? Okay, wait. So say that again. How are we going to do points this? Points per game. Points per I'll game. I'll start with the number one ranked team okay. in points per game. Spoiler alert, it's Kansas City. Got it. And you tell me if these teams were playoff teams or not. Let's do it. Kansas City. Yes. Philly. Yes. Buffalo. Yes. Dallas. Yes. Detroit. Almost. San Francisco. Yes. Cincinnati. Yes. Minnesota. Yes. Jacksonville. Yes. Seattle. Yes. Miami. Yes. The Chargers. Yes. There's your top 12. And that's literally, how many teams make the playoffs? 14? Yes. So So there's 11 of your 14 playoff teams, and the only one that wasn't got knocked out on a tiebreaker on literally the last hour of the season. So the only teams missing are the New York football giants, who were 18th, and uh, man, I'm hard-pressed to even pick the other team out of this list. It might have been a hapless team. Was Baltimore a playoff team? The Bucs. The Bucs, because oh, they twenty fifth, because they the and Bucks. they they won a ridiculous division. Right. So of the top eleven teams, all eleven were playoff teams except for the explosive, plucky. We were so close, Detroit Lions. So, so to your point, not only do you have to be elite, yeah, you can't be Kansas. Like Kansas City and Philly are one two. They met in the Super Bowl. Hello, if that doesn't tell you all you need to know, the Niners were there. They were sixth in terms of PPG, and yet. You know they got to the right. to the penultimate stage, and they and then they lost their uh, they lost their most important position. But uh, the 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 breakdown here, what 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 I really believe is, we're done in the NFL with defense wins championships. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I I know every, it's so funny to me how many times people do this, and they've done it because the 49ers for years now have been the comp because Jimmy's not an elite quarterback. And then we didn't get to see Trey. And then even when Brock came in, you still have questions because it's just too small of a sample and you didn't see it coming. Seventh round draft pick, Mr. Irrelevant. But the comp has always been the Niners and people will go, Brad Johnson and and Trent Dilfer and Jeff Jeff Hostetler. You're bringing up eras that don't even exist anymore, number one. 
Dilfer is is putting out content last week sounding like Fran Tarkington. He's like, quarterbacks these days and all the free stats. I'm like, oh my God, that was only a handful of years ago. But he's right. It's an era gone by. And how many Super Bowls have there been? What was yesterday? 57. 57. And y'all bring up three. Three or four, yeah. And you're like, well, what about that? Well, what about the 54 <laughs> well, where where that didn't happen? Sure, you want to. I'm not saying you don't want a great defense, and that's a big part of it, but offense is more important. Here's my take on what you said, because defense doesn't win championships, but defense wins in the championship. Okay. And you look at yesterday, the big reason why... Kansas City won the game is because their defense made a huge play, and Philadelphia's defense broke down in the second half. That's, so an, that's an interesting defense take. Defense doesn't win championships, but defense wins in the championship. Tampa Bay beats Kansas City a few years ago because their defense was dominant I'll, in that game. I'll grant you that, but I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to highlight the defense. Yesterday, they gave up 35 points, and in fact, they got an eight-point lead with eight minutes to go, and they coughed up the easiest drive of the entire day to the Eagles and a two-point conversion. But like, Kansas City got seven points from their defense yeah, without Jay, that seven. And I if mean, you look did the at, defense do that, or did Jalen drop-kick the ball? Tampa Tampa Bay drop kick the ball. Kansas City 31-9. That's a good example. The Patriots beat the Rams 13-3. Right, but the Chiefs that beat the Eagles 38-35, and I don't think they did it like you say the breakdown of the Eagles defense, I say the Chiefs offensive line won the game. They, they did, won yeah, the game. No, no sacks from the, the sackinest defense in history. Um, it's all brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Willard and Dibbs also brought to you by AC Transit. More of your phone calls coming up next. Bob Myers speaks in 33 minutes and we carry it live right here on Willard and Dibbs 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. Now, back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, breathe, my man, on the uh, Chiefs radio network. By the way, I see a, a lot of people uh, kind of trashing Jalen Hurts' Hail Mary. He slipped. And, and so the bigger question is, what the hell was that field? 
You can't go to Arizona anymore until you figure that out. Hey, NFL, what are you doing? Yeah. And what it was, Mark, is they resodded that field some time ago. You could see the seams on the field. You could clearly see that that grass had yet to really take hold. The painted area on the logo was even more slippery. If your game features vignettes in-game about cleat changes, you're doing it wrong. Totally. And I agree with you. Arizona's a great place to have it. The field should be in tip-top shape. But, hey, NFL, what are you doing? More on that in a second. Uh, I want to let everyone know, Warriors Community Foundation is excited to announce the February auction presented by Cash Creek uh, Casino Resort. It is live now through Sunday, February 19th. That's this weekend. Got a wide variety of items up for auction, including signed jerseys, tickets to games, even the chance to meet some of your favorite athletes in person. So do not miss out on this exciting opportunity to give back and score some amazing things, sports memorabilia and beyond at the same time. Visit warriors.com slash auctions. Warriors.com slash auctions. What is going on with fields in the NFL, and I don't mean Justin. I was about to say. I, I saw, I saw your eyes. Year, yeah. you got you to remember now, I, I was raised by a dad who literally cannot love dad jokes more. Right. So I can see in the other person's eyes. I thought about going Landry Fields. Okay. But I thought that was a little Possibility. too much of a Stanford yeah, throwback. Yeah. Uh, WC <laughs> Fields, then uh, Spadone would have played I Love the Young People. Thank you. A lot of different options there. Mrs. Fields, delicious. Oh, what a cookie. Right? Semi-sweet, chocolate, without mm. nuts. That was my choice. But anyway. Fields Yates, uh, NFL reporter. <laughs> I think that's just one field, oh, yeah, isn't it? I know. I'm hoping for a Kyle like a <laughs> two or three. He's gone. Yeah, he's on the other side of the room. But anyway. Uh, so full of donut holes. How are we having this conversation at the NFL level? This is something, this is the conversation you have in youth sports. Yeah. Field problems. Like Shout out we, Shepherd Canyon, yeah. where I used to coach under eights, where it's not grass, it's glorified dirt. And we would complain about the field, but you knew what you were going to get. It's under eight soccer in the Montclair Soccer Club. I mean, this is the biggest sporting event, other than the World Cup, for my soccer people, every single year. And yet, you're playing on a substandard field where it's a slip and fall waiting to happen. But I'm not even just talking about the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I'm, I'm bringing up the conversation you've brought up so many times this year about safety and artificial surfaces and all of this going on in the NFL. How? How? When we literally know that the only thing in the way of you doing this right is money and you're drunk with it. Oh, so drunk. You are wasted with money. I mean... You got Rihanna performing for free. And and, and they all do. Uh, That's the Super Bowl halftime show. Right? They don't get paid for that, by the way. And she should have been paid double because she's with child. I get that. Yeah, I didn't get paid, but what about my baby? trimester. (laughs) But seriously. And that's why she opened with B better have my money, by the way. That was for Roger Goodell. Yeah, exactly. It was directed at him. And he's like, what'd you call me? Because you're here for free. Um, (laughs) But I'm sure her... Don't act like you forgot. iTunes, Spotify, believe me, she made bajillions. And, And so all good. I don't understand how we're having a conversation, whether it's fields or anything else in the NFL, where they're basically like, yeah, I just don't want to spend the money. Like, I understand. It's because of three words, Mark. They don't care. They don't care about player safety. 
They don't care about the quality of the product. If it costs, they don't them an care ex- about the quality of the product. No, I mean, you're showing what, up anyway. Yeah, I mean, you sure, but they don't want that. They don't want like people slipping and sliding in the middle of big plays. They don't mind that. I mean, honestly, do you think the NFL is thinking, geez, we really should have had a better field there because uh, 274 million people worldwide wouldn't have tuned in if the field wasn't any good? No, I don't think it's that they lost viewership. I think that it's embarrassing. I don't think you said, like, you don't want those. You don't want Terry Bradshaw at halftime. Like, you don't want Terry Bradshaw at halftime at all. Thank you. Full stop. But you don't want Terry Bradshaw going, well, check this out. Jalen Hurts had changes cleats and people are slipping and and, and falling. And then not that the Hail Mary was going to do anything, but like, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing to have that on on your biggest stage. Like the NFL, you you say they don't care about player safety. I'll buy that. Do they care about PR? Oh, you better believe it. Why are they even doing the anthem? Why are they doing Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Why are they doing any of these things? PR. Do you know why they do salute to service and all the rest of it? Money. Do you know that the military is the single biggest advertiser in the national football league? You don't get salute to service week or month or whatever it is and all all the coaches in their camo gear. The only reason why they do that, it's not because each and every coach is such a devout supporter of the military. It's because the military spends about a quarter billion dollars on advertising for the NFL. That's why the anthem even became a thing before the game. So many people were running around in that conversation about Kaepernick years ago and completely leaving out the fact that the Denver used to get played. It was never a thing. And somehow to sports fans, it became this birthright where you're just like, oh my God. Gosh, how are we going to have our sports without everybody going crazy over the anthem before the game? When, by the way, uh, many of you used it to go to the bathroom uh, when you're at the game for uh, years leading up to that conversation. But I digress. Digress we, we, we already We already went into and don't that. Don't even get me started on the anthem itself. Because uh, America the Beautiful should be the anthem. Well, how many times yesterday, and I can't remember, how 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 far before the game did you arrive yesterday? I get there about 3 o'clock, so okay. about 25 minutes before, 3, yeah. 305. There were at least two anthem scares. where Because we had the sound down. Because yeah. who cares? Like, we want to just talk when it's 315. And somebody would start singing, and everybody wanted to time the anthem. Exactly. It's like, oh, my God, they started the anthem, and we didn't time it. It's like, no, that's America the Beautiful. Oh, my God, no, that's God Bless America. That's right. How many songs did we have pregame? At least three. Yeah, it might have been those three. And uh, I thought they could have thrown O Canada a nod just, you know, I mean, for the sake of them being our neighbors. Let's do them all. Exactly. Where's, where's, you know what I mean? Everybody was watching. They had that one uh, commercial where they went around to different bars around the, uh, around the world. And they're like, watch it. Everybody's yeah, like, yeah. they were doing the tomahawk chalk in Germany. Ridiculous. I'm like, of course they were, by the way. <laughs> of course they were. Exactly. And shout out to a Ghana. A country with a history of, uh, I mean, oppression doesn't even there you do go. justice to what Germany has done. Where to else people. are we going to go for a good tomahawk chalk? Thank you. Kansas City, Atlanta, or Germany. Exactly. Yeah. What a just a joke. Uh, Fong in Oakland has called the uh, Willard and Debs extravaganza. Hello, Fong. Thank you for calling. What are you doing? Uh, I'm parked in front of the UPS getting ready to drop off some packages. But you waited because you wanted to talk to us, huh, Fong? Yes, sir. I uh, wanted to touch on Fields, not Justin. Um, if you look up the Sod Father, S-O-D Father, he's been the head 
groundskeeper for every single Super Bowl uh, that they've never played. Um, and with that, I'm out. Rack that guy. Yeah, go ahead. Now you can go. 94 years old. I'm looking at it now. The sod father, George Toma, who I, I want to say that he has uh, Niners roots preparing for his last Super Bowl. He's the god of sod, apparently. Toma. Toma. Thank you. Toma. And shout out Max Homa for a great club throw at the Waste Management. So, Max Throma, uh, as I have dubbed him. This this conversation got really weird fast. It did. Yeah. It did. I could I could rewind about four to six seconds and be fine. I'm just saying. According I, to the Daily Mail, this year's field cost eight hundred grand and took around eighteen months to grow. And uh Toma believes it's one of his best grasses that he's had for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. He, he loves that grass. <laughs> 800 grand. Do you know what 800 grand is to these teams and to this league? 800 grand. They gave, what'd you say Kyler Murray got? 189 million guaranteed? Guaranteed. But they, but, 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 but they don't have 1 million for field? They don't, don't have a million bucks. 800 grand, Mark. They don't have 800 grand to get the field right for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or to protect their players' heads. They don't have that. Well, and it's, again... To it's think, just so funny to, to me. To think that the league is concerned at all about the players' health and safety is a ridiculous notion. Otherwise, they wouldn't play on artificial surfaces all year. There's a piece of me that doesn't understand this. Like, we all know rich people, right? You know some rich people? Couple. Yeah, like, and I mean rich. Not like, oh, they, I mean rich. Rich. Right. You know those people? Yeah. Most of them, and we shouldn't, I feel like, they shouldn't be asked to pay for every dinner. They shouldn't be asked to pay more for things. They cost what they cut. Like, I'm not, I, that's not the side of the thing. But there's a piece of many of them. I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush. They're not all like this. But there's a piece of a lot I just don't understand. I, I don't understand pinching and saving and not taking care of the people around you when you have so much money that you don't even know. You couldn't spend it in eight lifetimes what is it you are holding on to? And the NFL is a great example. I know they're a corporation, not an individual. But, like, them not taking care of player safety it would be no different than a billionaire not paying their housekeeper well. Like, come on. But what do they get? Take care of the people who are taking care of you. Right. But in terms of just the bottom line economics of the National Football League, what does the NFL benefit from taking care of their players from a financial standpoint? I, I, I don't Not want a it. thing. I don't want it to be about that. But I, I, you, I'm asking you. Shouldn't. Because you, you made this about money, and you're right. Rich people, by the way, are rich because they don't just shovel money well, away. I'm not asking anybody to shovel money away. I'm asking for a corporation to take care of its people, which we expect every corporation to do. But I'm asking you, what do they benefit by taking care of their players? They don't benefit one iota because you know what? I disagree with if that. If you lose player X on player Y's team... Player Z comes and takes his place next year, and All by right. the way, that player probably is going to make less money, and if Player X doesn't make it to a certain level, you don't have to pay them a pension, so by having players get hurt earlier, you in fact save money in the long term. Right, but that's if it's only about money, and it's not only about money, number one, and number well, two, even if it is, like, let's take the Tua situation this year. You think the NFL is just like, whatever. 
I mean, I like yes. they, that's not good for them. It's, it's not, not good bad for, for them. them. Yeah, it is. How many yeah, how many is. people turned off the TV None. or None. the radio? None. But so that's, they don't but, care. But that's that's thinking only in the moment. There's a longer term conversation here where if people start dying on the field, yeah, you sure. got a you got a problem. You have a problem, and so um, and I think they're inherently should be something that where it's not about money. I think this is about any right. corporation. But you this want, corporation's different. Because but you want happy employees, right? You want employees that want to produce. Couldn't I even make the case that it is about money? You want production out of your employees. That, who but produces more? You, you but, have but a but natural I, filtration system in college football to where there are millions of people... Like, take DeMar Hamlin, for example. He literally died on the field, and he was resuscitated by emergency personnel. It was incredible. And all of that led us to what? Did people, oh, my God, he almost died. I can't watch football anymore. Nothing. Or have we come to the point where DeMar Hamlin is a hero, and I, I guarantee these yeah, Super Bowl be on ratings. Good Morning America. Dude, and the, the ratings are through the roof. Sure. Nobody sure. looked at that situation and thought, oh, my God. This game is dangerous and violent. I can't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I just think all your 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 responses continue to be just about right now. So there there right. is a problem if this becomes a thing and and right. you start right you start having a health. I know safety. what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't think that it can ever become a quote thing. We went through the concussion like controversy where hey the league has known about this for 30 years they did nothing about it and football's only become more popular since then right but let, let, i'll give you a, a, a tiny little example and then i mean the tiniest little example from odyssey okay. our, our employer okay so my birthday was uh, a few weeks ago you know open up my email there's a little something in there from odyssey now what did they get from that what did they get for that money did that they money? spent not my, well, you know, a little thingamabob. Yeah, oh, like little, a little, little gift card. A little how you doing? Okay, yeah, good, a little, little hey, how you doing? I was about to have okay. a birthday envy. No. <laughs> about to no. change my you're, birthday to you're, tomorrow. You'll get your deal. But anyway. And my half birthday is Wednesday. Okay, congrats. Kyle's too. That's wonderful. Just so you know. All right, yeah. so anyway, I've never understood half birthdays, but anyway. Oh, you will come Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh. It's halfway to your birthday. Right, no, I understand Thank the you. concept. Oh, okay. Right, so. Uh, I'll be halfway to 109 on Wednesday. Next week is my 112th birthday. I accept gift cards. I believe in fractional birthdays. Today is my birthday shout out to matt hatter all right congratulations <laughs> he's going backwards so what did odyssey gain from that like to sort of take your way of looking at that what did odyssey gain from spending that money not why do a they, thing so why they do it because it's good pr and happy employees will produce more and oh by the way right. maybe somewhere somewhere in this world a company just wants to acknowledge their people like, I'm going to say this. And, anywhere? And you know it comes from a good place. Yeah, boy. You're adorable. Oh. You are adorable. So wait, but why'd they do that then? Because Mr. They, Cynical. Think, they think that that's going to make you happy enough to where, darn it, you're going to pull on that rope extra hard and you're going to be an even better employee. But I, I guarantee you this. The next day, did you come in? A little bit early? Did you stay late? No. Did you have a bounce in your step? Have you pulled on that rope any harder? It, to me, is a good effort from Odyssey. But again, that's like, do I react the next day? No. Is there an overarching, higher either, like, I don't know, the gratitude or, or like thankfulness to a company that's at least 
saying, hey, how you doing? Like, we yeah. see you. Is there? I, I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, not just because they got a gift card on the right, birthday. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah, your company either treats you well or they flick you. And the NFL, in many ways, with these fields, they flick you. They flick they you. They flick you at every is, turn, which is bizarre. And because I don't want to come across as being anti Odyssey. I love this company. I always have. I've been here for eleven years, and they've been terrific to me. Cut that, please. All right. I mean, you can't spell Odyssey. Where's your contract? Without a, <laughs> coming in about seven months. I probably should have doubled that earlier. Yeah. Do you want to say that again? Right the slower. Say it so, slower. I mean, when I think about our CEO, David Field. <laughs> Oh, I think oh, about a real hero. There's that field word again. Yeah, Damn. exactly. Yeah, that's not the Justin, good field, the not the field. Arizona exactly. field. Exactly. That field is terrible. Anyway. Our, field, our field's impeccable. Not oh. a piece of grass out of place. Cut, cut, cut. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying in terms of the NFL, Mark, they are so Teflon in terms of yeah. their own PR. They don't need the field to be good. They don't even need to pretend, oh, we're looking out for player safety. They just want it. Why not? It costs you nothing. We didn't lose nothing. This like, is pennies for them. It's right. Pennies. 800 grand? I mean, it's pennies? To them? Yes. Well, they spent 800 grand to try to get the field right, and it wasn't. No, well, then spend 900. You know what I mean? It's pennies. They'd rather not. It's yeah. pennies to them. If they really wanted to make it right, they would have no more artificial fields. I mean, they would have real grass. 800, all 800 grand. Is that even minimum salary? What's the minimum veteran salary in the NFL? Whatever it is, it qualifies as pennies. Right. And, and and that's the kind of number we're talking about right here. When they got Jason Verrett, they were like, you know, million dollar flyer. See what happens. Yeah. Who knows if he can play again? Eight hundred grand is uh one game check for games played for Andre Iguodala. <laughs> All roads lead back. To Iguodala. Well, I thought it would be a nice time to well, to uh, promote the Bob Myers. Bob Myers in eight minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Bob Myers is going to speak, and we'll we'll carry it live. And you said you have questions. I'm just wondering about this whole GP2 situation. You trade Wiseman, you get picks, you send the picks, and you get GP2. And now GP2 is hurt, and he can't play. And you had a chance to rescind the trade, but you didn't. Would you have? It depends on how I feel about James Wiseman. If I really wanted James Wiseman gone, no matter what, even if it meant I got back damaged goods, if I wanted Wiseman gone that much, then no, I would not have rescinded the trade. Okay, how do you feel about James Wiseman? I know you're saying it depends on what the Warriors feel. How do you feel? I feel like James Wiseman's going to be a, a decent pro elsewhere. I don't think that he could have fit here. So if the Warriors feel like this is the best time to trade him, then I totally support that. However, for Portland to send you openly damaged yeah. goods, a guy who couldn't play basketball without being jacked up on Toradol, Shout out Patrick Mahomes because you know he got he got Doctor Feelgood <laughs> at halftime last night. So you're going to take on a damaged product from Portland, and you're just going to be okay with it. I um, wonder. I wonder what the calculus is like for the Warriors. And I love GP two. We all do, but he can't play until May. Yeah, I I, I don't think that feels the Warriors, like Portland clowned him. Um, that's what that's what my feeling is. I think it feels like Portland uh, just did awful stuff here and more importantly to what they did to GP2 than what they did to the Warriors. Absolutely, if but the Warriors by accepting him, to me you become complicit really? in this whole, in this whole, in See, this whole I th calculation. I think you got stuck between a rock and a hard place because you're not going to bring James Wiseman back 
that's beyond awkward, and you clearly don't believe in him. Right. I would have done the exact same thing the Warriors did, but add in, and I am, furious with Portland. Furious with Portland for how you handle GP2. Furious for holding back. Like, if I'm the league, something needs to be done here. You have got to punish Portland. Well, the Players Association, for yeah. sure. You cannot be throwing Toradol into a guy, forcing him out there before the deadline, and then sending him out and being like, oh, we didn't know. What do you mean you didn't know? Right. You're injecting this man. Of course you know. And he was out all year and, until he wasn't, and, and now he's out again. And you were so excited to sign him? Four months, five months ago, six months ago, and now you can't wait to get him off the roster. Stop with this whole we didn't know thing. You totally know. And I get it that you couldn't amend the trade because the deadline had passed, right. but to me, something has to happen to where Portland's got to pay a pound of flesh. I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, but I, I still, if I'm the Warriors, I would have done, in the situation they ended up in, I would have done exactly what they did, which is eat it. You're not going back to Wiseman. I, I'm, back to not, Wiseman. I'm not optimistic on his future. And GP2 you have for two more years, and maybe you get something out of him later this year, but it's incredibly unfortunate. They were only They were the team that only got a little bit better, and then maybe they didn't even get that. They so, didn't get better yeah. at all because you got a player who can't play. You gave up a guy who you didn't want to play, and you got a guy who can't play. So Bob Myers up in five. I can't wait to hear from him. So Bob Myers in moments, you're right, and it is sponsored by Pfizer, Willard and Dibbs, Bob Myers on the GP2 situation. We carry that live next on 95.7 The Game. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 